Welcome to Based Liberty. I'm your host, Darren Wisely. I'm not politically correct, and I'm not afraid of the consequences for the things I say. I'm simply here to speak the truth as I see it from where I'm standing, and let the chips fall where they may. Welcome to Base Liberty, fellow thought criminal. Enjoy your stay. Welcome to Base Liberty, episode 48. Today is Monday, March 15th, 2021. Darren Wisely here, as always, just a pleasure to be with you. Make sure you're subscribed to the show so you know when we're dropping new episodes. Leave us a review if you haven't. That helps us grow the show. Of course, if you want to see what I'm up to, you can check out my Twitter, my Facebook. Uh, we've got a store, which I've been talking about the last couple episodes. We've got some new swag up there. And if you don't feel like looking up all that stuff, go to my website, baseliberty.com. You have all the links right there. And you can also join my email list. Uh, now, I'm not going to spam you or anything like that. Just give you occasional updates. Honestly, I haven't sent out emails in a long time. I really have been slacking there. So I do need to get up on that. But that just shows you I don't spam you with emails. <laughs> so, And I do take show requests. So shoot me an email if you have any uh, topic ideas. I love getting those from listeners. You could Facebook message me too. Um, today's episode is, in fact, a listener-generated episode. So... Some of these are, and uh, you know, I want to give you guys content that you are interested in and, and my take in. So, so for those of you who are newer, and I know we've been getting a lot of newer viewers lately, I appreciate you tuning in. Of course, I appreciate those who have followed all along. Uh, but check out last episode if you haven't. I think it was a really good one. It just gives you the truth about the Second Amendment, all the lies we're told, and um, all this kind of trickery that's used. And it really gives you a good understanding of what's really going on. And it really gives you a taste of what I'm about, just, just giving the cold, hard facts. That's what we do here on the show, telling the truth. You know, the media, they just parrot the same narrative over and over. I mean, you can turn to different shows, different channels, and it's almost identical. <laughs> so I'm one of the few real dissenting voices that just, just says it like it is. And we need that because... Uh, the propaganda is, is insane. They just all repeat the same lie over and over. If you don't like what I'm saying, watch something else. <laughs> I don't care. The fake narrative, it's all over. Why am I going to waste my time giving you a show that you can watch on Fox or CNN or any of those other uh, you know, propaganda arms of the government? I try to give you something different, and that is the honest truth. And a lot of people just don't want to hear it. But the reason I have to do this is because people are just so brainwashed. I mean, the, the government schools and so much propaganda. And the media, as I said, it repeats the same narrative over and over until it almost becomes ingrained in people's heads. But ultimately, people just lack the ability to critically think. And that's really what it is. I mean, some things are just, if you sit back and look at it, are just so inconsistent when you look at it logically. And but not enough people do that because these government schools have taken that have not ability away from people. They teach you what to think, not how to think. But I want to give this perspective so you can sit back for a minute, put all the facts together and say, you know what, this doesn't add up. 
and then you know it's a lie. So I hope to give that different perspective to to help people think critically, people who want to know the truth, people who know the system's corrupt, who knows it's not sustainable, and that we have to turn it around before it's too late. So here's a classic example of no critical thinking ability. You know, I occasionally come in with people who want to give me rants. Uh, A lot of them are leftists. Um, Unfortunately, I've been trying to engage less and less with these irrational types, uh, especially because my New Year's resolution was to avoid arguments with degenerates. I can't say I've completely followed through there, but I've tried. Um, And it was, you know, over one of my shirts, the Cat in the Hat shirt, which is a big hit, you know, talking about, how can you say this? Masks save lives. And it's like, okay, it's a shirt. If you don't like it, keep scrolling. I just don't get that with people. It's a shirt. I don't need a speech on a shirt, okay? (laughs) You know, I I see things I don't agree with all the time. Guess what? Keep scrolling. Mass save lives. How can you say that? Just because you want to have your rights? (laughs) See how they change the narrative? First off, how have masks saved lives? Give me one solid piece of evidence showing that masks... Wearing a mask saves lives from COVID. Wearing a mask to go walk your dog in the street. Wearing a mask in your car by yourself. Wearing a mask at a restaurant just to take it off when you're eating. I mean, this is ridiculous. There's no proof of that. But they, again, the media says it. They take it as fact, and then they parrot it on other people. They're drones. There's no facts or evidence to support this. And I went on to discuss... Uh, with this person that's been more deaths because of the lockdowns than from COVID itself. Oh, no, that's not true. Uh, it, it's because of these corporations. and but, Well, <laughs> I mean, the corporations are corrupt, too. I mean, just because I'm right-wing doesn't mean I love corporations. But the reason they have so much power, of course, is they're in bed with government. See, they're both evil. That's what people don't get. But the government are the ones with guns. That can enforce these things. But again, when, when you tell people the truth about all these side effects, as I've done over and over, and if you listen to my podcast regularly, you know, I don't want to be so redundant and talk about the same thing every episode, so I won't. But these leftists or these just Karens who love their lockdowns, they can't comprehend this because it doesn't fit their narrative. They have to get their Fauci rosary out, say their little prayer. You see, they say, I don't have facts. Well, I do. And if you watch any of these episodes, you know that. If you don't want to watch it, that's fine. Believe whatever you want. That's what I tell people. I don't care. I'm not offended that you don't want to watch my show. And I'm not offended that you don't want to listen to the truth. Although I am quite annoyed by it, especially if you're going to parrot this propaganda garbage, uh, you know, fake pandemic bullcrap on me. And he goes on, well, you're not answering my question. Well, if you want to listen to the episodes of my podcast where I discuss this stuff, then do it. Because I go through line by line all this data about suicides, children starving, people dying from missing medical appointments. You know, I just heard the story about this guy's daughter who has this very rare disease. Well, she couldn't get this procedure done, and she already just went blind from it, if that's not bad enough. Well, now... She has more permanent damage because she couldn't get in. Because they had to save beds for COVID and people never came. I mean, this is ridiculous. But because it's not front and center in the media, they don't care. You see, if people actually cared, 
about human lives and human suffering, they would want to help everyone, not just COVID people. Why are there so many COVID deaths reported for people who, you know, you die in a car accident. Oh, COVID. Because money. People wake up. It's just funny because, especially on the left, you know, people, they understand that money and greed incentivize people to do evil. Well, I, I agree with that. But then they don't think it would happen in this case. Why is this such an exception? The people on the right who are COVID Karens, I see it too. You know, they don't trust the media when it comes to Trump, the elections, all this other stuff. They don't. But then all of a sudden, they're telling the truth 100% about this COVID. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It's called cognitive dissonance. If the government and, and media are all pushing the same thing over and over, that's how you know it's false. You don't even have to look at the numbers. You know it's false there. You can look at the numbers. So for me... I look at the numbers to back up my argument and to know that I'm right. And they support that. And that's why I've done podcast after podcast. I mean, I wouldn't have content in those podcasts if I was just going to get on and say, yeah, they're all lying. It's BS. But no, I go through this data comparing states, comparing mask mandates, comparing lockdowns. It's all there. And look it up if you actually want to learn, but people don't want to, you see. They want to parrot a narrative, a bumper sticker slogan, and then when you give them facts to the contrary, well, what about this state versus this state? What about this versus this? They just say, oh, you're ignorant. Okay, well, well good talk. <laughs> you know, just like with this guy. I just said, look, I've said the same thing three times now. If you want to get the facts or you want my argument, watch the show. I'm not going to sit here and type up a response. See these people on Facebook? Well, what about this, this? Oh, I'm not going to type up a treatise every time I get asked a question. It gets tiring. And, you know, I might do it, honestly. I might take that time out of my day if I thought people would actually critically think, analyze the data, and consider it. But I know they're not going to. So why am I going to write something that's just going to be dismissed? I'm not falling into that trap. I have a couple times, but it's stupid. Watch the show if you want the facts, the data, the references I have. Or if not, don't. I don't care. People are going to live in a fantasy world. I can't change that. What I'm trying to do is arm the people who want the truth or give it to people who are interested in it or people who are on the fence. And he goes, that's exactly your problem. You don't care. <laughs> See, that's a straw man. I don't care if you listen to my show. I don't. It's not that I don't care in general. Why would I do this show if I didn't care? I would just say, well, it's all going downhill. I guess I'll... Enjoy it while it lasts, you know. I do care. That's why I'm, the search for the truth is so important to me. And getting it out to people is even more important. <laughs> See, I care a lot more than these drones spitting the mainstream narrative. It's real easy to do something when everyone's doing it. Kind of goes with democracy, topic of today's episode. But when you stand alone or you stand with a small group and you're demonized over and over for just analyzing basic facts, well, that takes a lot more caring, I would say. I just don't have time for butthurt individuals who want to live in a fantasy world. They want to do that, fine, but leave me out of it. <laughs> if you can't handle it, don't listen. But if you do listen, share it with your friends. That's how we get the truth out there. I don't care about offending people. You can probably get that by now if you're newer to the show.
We really, really are on limited time to turn things around, and we don't need to get the majority of people on our side, but we do need to get more. I've got the Patreon up. Uh, you want to you know, be a $5 a month donor, help us keep the show going? It really mean a lot. If you don't got the money, I get it. They're shutting down everyone's business. Not many of us do. But just share it with your friends. That's how we get it out. It, it'd mean a lot. I'm just so sick and tired of the Karens running around with their fake moral superiority about if it saves one life. If you really cared about saving lives, you would be fighting these lockdowns like I am and uh, some good people I know are. Because that is what's killing people. That's what's destroying lives. It is so messed up. And it really is demoralizing that (laughs) this has gone on over a year now. I forgot to wish you guys a happy year anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve. And I was thinking about doing an episode about that, but I've talked about this stuff over and over. So I just thought it'd be redundant. If you guys want me to, you know, I can do a a year and three months here or a year and a half. Hopefully there's no two-year one coming up, but (laughs) knock on wood, right? But that's what I wanted to get about in today's show. This idea of democracy. Do I really want nut jobs like the guy I was just talking about on Facebook having a say over what goes on in my life? Think about that. Think about all these crazy people on Facebook or you run into in public or whatever. Those people have a say over what goes on in your life. There's a lot more brainwashed drones out there who belong to this COVID cult than there is a me. So those people have more control over my life than I do. How messed up is that? That's what democracy is. It is tyranny of the majority. It is mob rule. And I'm reading uh, by Hoppe, Democracy, the God that Failed. I'm loving it so far. I'm kind of trudging through slowly. I'm also working on The Creature of Jekyll Island, uh, another one I highly recommend. And I've already got so many great insights from democracy And I will probably do a book review. Um, I think it's just a great piece of work. So we'll table the discussion on that book specifically and Hoppe's insights for now. But on a similar note, I wanted to discuss H.R. 1. Uh, It's the For the People Act. (laughs) Oh, and you got to love that name. I'm sure it's For the People. Well, which people? I guess that's the real question. (laughs) You know, uh, you ha- I love some of these names. You know, the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. Well, we know that didn't make care affordable, and it certainly didn't protect patients. The Patriot Act, which obviously was not patriotic at all. What about every stimulus package or bill? I mean, those don't stimulate the economy. All it does is plunge us uh, into more destruction and just put off the impending collapse. So as a general rule, the nicer-sounding name the bill has... Uh, the more draconian it probably is, and the more they're just screwing your life over. If they had the uh, Cute Puppies Act. Oh, man, these 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 public servants are so great. Cute puppies, you know, free puppies for everyone. <sighs> People just want to be charmed, you know. They're fine if you stab them as long as you, you know. Hey, you, got, you your hair looks nice today while I, while I choke you to death, you know. Well, man, did you see how good he made me feel about myself? See, people are so worried about feelings. I don't know. Just disgusting. But So what does this HR1 do? Uh, Well, quite a few things. 
So I'm going to break down just some of it, give some takes on it. Uh, the stated purpose or whatever on the bill is expand Americans' access to the ballot box, reduce big money in politics, strengthen rules for public servants, implement anti-corruption measures to fortify our democracy. <laughs> so some of these things blatantly suck, and uh, some of them actually sound good, but I'm sure they will not fulfill their stated purpose because... Why would they fight back corruption? Because that's what keeps them in power. So this bill passed the House at the beginning of the year, and it looks like uh, the Senate might filibuster it. I know that one Democrat's on the fence, which is named Joe Manchin, I think. So it would be nice if McConnell actually you know, did something good here, uh, one of the few things. But uh, we'll see. As of right now, it hasn't been voted on in the Senate, so we'll see. Uh, fortify our democracy. I don't know if that part is funnier or calling them public servants. Um, I mean, the public is a servant to them. I mean, why are almost all the millionaires, right? <laughs> part of it has to do with voter registration, same-day voter registration. Uh, you can change your registration at the polls. And there is... Probably the biggest part, automatic voter registration. So you under this bill, you wouldn't have to register to vote. You're automatically in and then have to opt out. <laughs> I mean, think about it. If you're too lazy to register, I mean, it takes about three minutes to do. It's really not that hard. I do not want someone who is too lazy to register themselves to vote to have a say over what goes on in my life. I don't think you do either. It's really not that hard. Oh, you're in unless you opt out. I mean, obviously, it's going to set the table for widespread voter fraud. I mean, how many people are going to be automatically registered that are dead, out of citizen, you know, these sorts of things? It requires states to hold early voting, and we know a lot of states are already doing that. The whole early voting is just stupid. And again, if you can't make it there, then tough. Then don't vote. Ooh, boo-hoo. Again, it's just going to set the table for widespread voter fraud. And now they're forcing it down every state's vote, even the good ones who don't want to do that. You have two weeks to get in and vote? I mean, what do you think can happen in that time? You see, that's the thing. And I think... It was LBJ, I could have it wrong, who said he lost an election and then after that he always knew to wait to, to turn in to count his votes until the other guys were in. Something along those lines. And uh, I know L I mean, LBJ's Senate election was totally fraudulent in 48 and, of course, Kennedy's in 60. But maybe it's him, maybe I'm thinking of someone else. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. What are the, You have two weeks? Okay, who's up? How many votes do we need to win? I mean, we saw it with the Trump thing, right? Why are all these ballots coming in at midnight or 2 in the morning or whatever? I mean, same type of thing. It's it's like in football, if you have the ball last, well, then you know how many points you need to win. If you're only down one, you know, okay, all we need to do is march in field goal range. If you're down uh, by six, you know, hey, we need a touchdown to win. So having the ball last can help out depending on the situation, and that's exactly... Uh, what this bill does, and it, it's to give the Democrats the ball last. 
And the other issue I have is if you look at the Constitution, which I know none of these people care about, I get it, but Article 2 mentions an election day for president. It doesn't say anything about a week. It, it mentions an election day. So you could argue that this whole thing is actually unconstitutional. It also makes election day a federal holiday, although I find it's odd because they just said elections was going to be two weeks with early voting. So are the two weeks a federal holiday? <laughs> just what we need, another federal holiday. <sighs> They'll probably, uh, you know, force employers to pay people for that whole time too. Election week, election month. Why not just election year? Why not just start voting a year early? Give us plenty of time to count it. I mean, what if one of the candidates dies? You know, I voted a month early, the candidate died. Do you get your vote back? I mean, what goes on there? I mean, they're just not hiding the ball. Um, it's obviously this whole thing is because Democrats believe that, you know, anyone and everyone being able to vote, including dead people, illegal aliens, things like that, are going to help them with their numbers. So if you're a Republican, if you generally vote Republican, you need to wake up because you're never going to win again if, if this goes through. But there's more. So this bill also prohibits, I think it's within 60 days of the election, material false claims, whatever that means. It instructs the attorney general to correct such misinformation. So the government's going to correct misinformation. Does that not sound like, I don't know, the Soviet Union, Communist China, I guess the United States too? I mean, you can see where this is going. First off, who decides what's false? I, I really don't want uh, the government determining what can be posted or not about an election. That's exactly what the First Amendment was about, is it's about a protection. It's not about talking about the weather. <laughs> it's about political speech. So, again, you're going to criticize Kamala Harris, you know, when she runs. They're going to say, that's false. You can't say that. The Attorney General is now coming after you. I mean, it's so draconian, tyrannical. I mean, a free society cannot engage in this type of behavior. And I know we're not a free society anymore, but we're just, I mean, things like this are just going to keep us spiraling and spiraling into just complete despotism. And you can see this too, I'm sure. It's going to be used to target right-wingers or just dissident voices more generally. It's exactly what Facebook, social media have already been doing. You can't post during an election. You know, it's just so stupid. But, I mean, now the government... Jumping in, the Attorney General, I mean, what are the penalties going to be? Obviously, it's going to be more severe than just being, you know, 30-day Facebook jail or whatever. I mean, 30-day real jail, I don't know. I didn't see what the penalties would be, or maybe they weren't even listed specifically. But that right there, I mean, of all this stuff, you know, the voting, whatever, you can make the argument, well, people are just going to cheat anyways, the system's fraudulent with voting anyways, who cares? Okay. Okay, I'm not going to argue with you if that's your argument. But this whole attorney general saying you can't spread misinformation, I mean, it's the ministry of truth. That's what it is. It's the ministry of truth. Total tyranny. It restores voting rights for felons. I mean, okay, whatever. The people running are, for the most part, 
criminals anyways, and they're doing far worse stuff than a lot of those, you know, former felons. Uh, the difference with the government criminals is they're immune and they'll never be prosecuted. Uh, like the Clintons, Hunter Biden, I mean, the list goes on. We only have so much time in the show. So, it also requires the president and vice president to publicly, the candidates, to publicly disclose their tax returns. I mean, again, whatever, but it's just funny. It's clearly targeted at Trump, you know, with with that whole thing in the last five years. It would make D.C. a state. Well, it would open it up. Actually, H.R. 51 would formally do it, but it would open it up uh, to do that. I just think this is stupid. Why make D.C. a state? I mean, it's the capital. It's all there is. It's never been a state. Uh, it's just another way for Democrats to get more power because that would be blue. I really don't want, you know, the most corrupt place in America to have its own centralized voice in that matter. And it undermines federalism because uh, in popular vote, obviously Democrats have the upper hand. And the reason we have a federalist system, and I'll, I'll get into that a little more later, is to put a check on this democracy, this tyranny of the majority. But now you're just going to have another entity if you made D.C. a state. And the final thing I, I spotted in there had to do with gerrymandering. They wanted to make independent commissions to draw congressional lines. Now, the idea sounds good. I mean, parties draw these lines to give themselves more power, to put themselves in an advantageous position so they can keep more seats. Um, that's what gerrymandering is. So the idea of preventing it is good, but, I mean, think about this. An independent commission is going to draw the lines. Well... Okay, you can't tell me they're independent. I mean, everyone's going to have political views. I mean, no one is truly going to be independent. Humans are political animals. People involved in this are going to be. And, you know, I'm not saying it's necessarily worse because I haven't looked into it enough. I mean, but you're going to have government doing it. They're going to be motivated politically. Independent commissions, they're going to be too. So, you know. I'm not saying it necessarily makes it worse. I'm just saying that this whole idea that this independent entity, it's just another one of these fluff things that, you know, sounds nice in, in theory, but, it, you know, it's, it's not going to work out that way because it just ignores reality, <laughs> just like pretty much everything else in the bill. <laughs> so with all that in mind as the backdrop of this awful bill, uh, I want to talk about a fundamental problem. I've addressed it multiple times on the show. It's this worship of democracy. It is actually the most practiced religion in the United States, only second to the religion of COVID and Tony Fauci. Just like this bill, it's to safeguard our democracy. Our democracy? I'm not in it with these people. I don't want to be in it with these brainwashed fools who go around spewing the obvious propaganda who have no critical thinking ability who just want to take away my rights so they can have a more comfortable life for themselves i mean it's disgusting it's disgusting the idea of democracy is fundamentally flawed and i've said this over and over but a 51 percent vote does not magically make something moral okay it just doesn't if 51 percent of people say uh they're going to confiscate everything from the other 49%. It passes. 
Oh, so it's, oh, we voted on it. That's okay. Well, no, that's not okay. It doesn't matter. There's three guys. Two of them vote to take the other guy's stuff and kill him. The other guy votes no, obviously. Well, we voted on it. Too bad. Sucks to be you. Is that right? Is that moral? No, but our society teaches us that democracy is just the greatest thing. That's why it's a religion. The worship of democracy is totally devoid from any reality or any real sense of morality. It's always going to lead to people conniving, fighting to get whatever they can for themselves. And of course, the only way to do that is at the expense of everyone else. Now, the founding generation did understand this. That's why a federalist system was so important. That's why the Electoral College was so important. The popular vote was not even counted until 1824, well over a quarter of a century in American history before it's even counted. That's how unimportant the idea of this democracy was in this presidential election. It wasn't a serious thing. If we were purely democratic right now, the New York and California would determine every election. And of course, that's what the Democrats want because they would always win. All a democracy is, is a majority of people telling you what you can and cannot do. And with all the brainwash idiots we have out there, that is not something I want. All the... I do not want these people having more say over my life. I, they have way too much already. This illusion they parrot. The media tells them, we're safeguarding our hollowed democracy. Ooh, democracy, yay! If it saves one life. People just can't think. That's exactly why I have a problem with the National Popular Vote Initiative. Again, I've talked about this on the show. And you even have Republicans supporting it. And that's the neoconservative influence on the GOP and the conservative movement more broadly. And I've, I've done a couple episodes on that you can check out. Um, you know, the neoconservatives have really made life easy for the uh, leftists in our society because they don't put up any real opposition. The issue is that this is indoctrinated starting from when children are very young in public schools. They hear it over and over, democracy, democracy. It's part of who you are as an American is democracy. It's so good and fair and just. So people just take that for granted. Oh, democracy, it's good, of course. It's not even something you think about. It's the United States foreign policy. Spread democracy across the world. You know, Woodrow Wilson started this. Make the world safe for democracy. You know, look at W. Bush and what's going on since. Spreading democracy across the world. But that's the problem. They assume democracy is this inherently good thing. But it's not. What if people don't want democracy? What if they don't want you spreading it to their corner of the world? That's not even on the table for these people. Because they're so entrenched in this idea of democracy. It's not obvious that everyone would want it. So, let me give you an example. If I offered you $10,000, no strings attached, and I know, just for purposes of the argument, there's really no quid pro quo, anything like that. 
$10,000 cash, spend it before it gets inflated away, here you go. You'd take it. Who wouldn't? Anyone is going to take $10,000 no strings attached. It's inherently something you would want. Why wouldn't you? But democracy isn't like that. It's not obviously good. People only think it's good because they are indoctrinated in that way. Maybe people don't want the constant chaos, the constant at each other's throat, the constant positioning for power, violating each other's rights. Maybe they don't want that. Maybe someone says, no, 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 thanks. Well, we're going to drop a bomb on you until you take it. We're going to kill all your leaders. And I'm not saying these other countries have better systems of government. I mean, they have some awful dictators, things like that. But a lot of them, then they get a democracy and it's just as worse. And then they get overthrown and then it's just another civil war. But the media just fawns. Our democracy. God, give me a break. So that's why I get the truth out there. It's not many people will just look in the eye and tell you democracy is just tyranny of the majority. You know, my live stream I did a while back on the Electoral College when that was a big thing, episode 32. Check it out if you haven't listened. People ask questions. It was a live stream. It was really fun. Um, and I'd be down to do a live stream again if you guys want to do one. Just give me topic ideas and we get enough people on there. I love I love doing that kind of stuff. It's a way to interact. It's just a very good thought uh, exercise for you guys and me because then I think about different perspectives and you know things like that. So, but I was even quoting the Detroit News about what I said about democracy being awful, which was pretty cool. Pretty proud of that. Um, and just again, more people learning. Wait, someone doesn't like democracy? Maybe they'll investigate it or. Maybe they'll do just like they do with COVID and just ignore it. But, hey, I tried. <laughs> On Twitter, uh, around that time, I was called a, quote, cancer to democracy. You're a cancer to democracy. My response, well, that's quite an odd way to word a compliment. <laughs> oh, that person was triggered. You don't like democracy? You know, getting called all kinds of names. They can't fathom it. It's just taken for granted. People don't want to know the truth. Oh, my vote counted. Your, your, your civic duty to vote. Your vote for your congressman, not your president even, just congressman. Your vote impacted that at a rate of a quarter of 1%. And now they can take any amount of money they want, anytime they want, and run your life for you. But hey, you voted. You voted. Sorry. Hey, it's fair. You vote. <laughs> the fact is a democracy can never work in this country. It can't work in a country of 360 plus million people. All it's going to lead is to people constantly at each other's throats. And, and look around. That's exactly what we have right now. Just fighting for more and more free stuff. They can just vote for it. Hey, I want to vote for more free stuff. Why Why not? Hey, they voted. We're going to vote to take your stuff. Tough. We voted. That's how it goes. And that's why decentralization is really the only answer to this mess we're in. And it's something I talk about a lot. And later on, I think April, I'm going to do a series of shows about different ways to decentralize, fight tyranny, and 
you know, try to roll back this Leviathan, this mess we're in. Because you could have a democracy over a very, very small area with similar cultural and political values because there wouldn't be this constant tension, this extreme spectrum of different ideas and values. Doesn't mean it'd be perfect, but it, it would at least make sense. And you would know the people making your major decisions, you know? Uh, you don't see your president, your congressman, you know, you might see your state rep. You might not even see that, you know, that's still rare. But if all the major decisions were made local, county and smaller, well, you see your county commissioner, your mayor, your city council. So those are people you can actually hold accountable because you have a face-to-face influence. They're part of your community. They should share your values. And if they don't, well, then you can actually do something about it because it doesn't take so much money to run a campaign against them. It doesn't take a million dollars to get them out of their seat if they're totally corrupt or they just don't reflect uh, your community's values. And that goes exactly to Thomas Jefferson, Ward Republics. Look into that. I think it's a very interesting concept. I think he was really dead on with that. So This situation we're in, it's just not working. That's why I'm always pushing decentralization. It's really, it's really the only thing, and there's different ways to do it. And that's what I'm going to get into down the road. I mean, that's why we had a federalist system. We really don't anymore. I mean, the states are basically just subdivisions of the federal government. They do everything. So federalism, I mean, that was a much better option because you have states that can represent their state values. I mean, New York's going to be different from Texas, California, Alabama, even Michigan and Indiana, even though we're next to each other, have some major differences politically, culturally. But even today, I mean, federalism would be so much better. But even that, I think, you could still have states. I mean, the past year, it really has been the states pushing most of the tyranny. I mean, I'm in Michigan, so if you're in Michigan, I mean, I don't need to explain that one to you. So that's why, you know, the federal government was just supposed to be very, very limited. And you could have a federal government for foreign policy. I mean, that's really it. Any disputes between the states, maybe to, to solve that. But that's really all they're supposed to do. And then you could have the states, you know, do, do some other things. But really, if the communities were making the big decisions about what is going on, I mean, we would just be so much better off. And then if some community's really liberal and, you know, they want to, you know, do that stuff, well, fine. They can be socialist or they can whatever. But then if a community wants to just be free, leave me alone, they can do that too. And then we can live in peace because people can live among people who are they are not constantly at odds with. I don't see why this idea of peace, of freedom, is not more appealing to people. It's this idea of cultural imperialism, I think, is why. Everyone has to be like me. Well, everyone doesn't want to be like you. It's a progressive mentality of we have to make everyone like us. Well, I don't want to be like you. Well, too bad. You're going to be like me. See, me, I don't care what other people do as long as they're not bothering me, just like I said to that guy on Facebook. You don't want to watch my show? Okay. But don't tell me I didn't explain it to you because I do this stuff all the time. 
You have this democracy, people constantly positioning to take others' stuff and rule over them. You don't have stability or peace with this type of system. It leads to civil unrest, and obviously we've seen a ton of that the past year, year and a half. And basically what you're doing is to vote to violate other people's rights. That's why democracy is immoral. I'm going to vote to take your stuff. I'm going to vote to limit your liberty. How is that right? And that's kind of what I want to make the final topic of this episode, is everything is a right now, except your actual rights, your natural rights, your God-given rights. So the right to vote... Hey, we're expanding it to everyone. Illegals, people who don't vote. Hell, my cat can vote. He's going to vote free fancy feast for all. Every cat has a right to fancy feast. It's a right. They get the good stuff. And you might laugh, but that's how ridiculous it's become. A right to health care. A right to abortion. A right to welfare entitlements. I mean, the list goes on. Right to education. How do you have a right to something from someone else? That doesn't make sense because to get that thing, that service of another or their property or their wealth, you have to take from them. So you're violating their right. Is that okay? Well, it is to these people who worship democracy and think everything is a right. The only rights you have are your natural rights. Those are life, liberty, and property. And what they don't understand is you don't have a right to anything. Rights are negative in nature. No one owes you anything. You just have a right to not be harmed and not have things taken from you. It's very simple when you really break it down. But, of course, the media has to complicate, convolute everything, throw out all these false narratives, these smoke screens to get people confused so they're not thinking straight. But if you sit back and you think straight, it's very simple. You have a right not to be killed. That's why you have a right to defend yourself. You have a right not to have your property stolen from you. So that could be your land being confiscated, your wealth, whatever it is. No one else has a right to that. If You earned it. It's yours. Same with your body. No one has a right to harm you, to hit you, to threaten you with violence, obviously to kill you. Things like free speech, your right to religion, how you want to worship. Those are not things you have a right to, but those are things no man can infringe upon, whether that's an individual or government. That's what natural rights is. They're negative rights. Essential liberty. But those are all intruded upon. We can't speak freely. Why? It might hurt someone's feelings. I mean, look at this show. Oh, you said this. You said this. Don't listen to it. I don't care. But they shut down things they don't like. Well, I'm not infringing anything on you because you don't have to listen to my show. If you're a whiny, little, low-T individual that can't handle it, don't listen to the show. But I'm not infringing on anything from you. You don't have to listen to it. But if you're trying to shut my show down, well, you are infringing on my free speech. Same when they shut down churches, okay? How is that not, not only infringing on your religious freedom, obviously, but your right to peacefully assemble? You see, they don't want us to assemble because then we can plan on how to fight back against this tyranny. And I don't get why people who who claim to be such proponents of their religious faith didn't step up more and say, you know what, we're going to go to church anyways. You can't tell us what to do. What are you going to do? 
throw us in jail for going to church? And people did. Some people did. I was glad to see it. But the outrage was not enough. People are just so complacent to have their rights violated. Oh, that'll never happen in America. Yeah, I thought that too. And then 2020 happened. People aren't red-pilled now. I don't know what they're going to do. But I just want people to be encouraged to get out, to speak up, to do something. And to maybe see the light if they haven't yet. Just maybe. Democracy just cannot work. I'm just sick of glorification of this deity. And that's the takeaway I want you to get from today. Democracy for all is really just liberty for none. Because we're creating new rights from thin air and in the process depriving you of your actual rights. So expand voting. All we're really saying is, hey, more people get to rule over you and oppress you. <laughs> Sounds nice, huh? We're expanding voting. We're expanding oppression. So decentralization is really the only answer. All I know is there's just so many fools out there. In the past year, Prue, people are far dumber than I thought, which is disappointing, but makes me even more encouraged to not <laughs> let them have more power over my life. I don't want them ruling over me. So share it with your friends. I hope you enjoyed. This might be my only show of the week. Um, I guess we'll see, but I'll be back soon as I can. And, you know, like I said, I'm taking show requests. So, hey, hope you enjoyed. Take care.